Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, well, we reflected on the football last night. We uh, almost spoke to someone in Africa, uh, as you'll discover. <laughs> um, we had Rob Orton in the studios. He was good. Funny man, poet, comedian, Leeds fan. Yeah, we've helped Fisherman's Blues on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think that's what we'll bring you uh, this afternoon. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, everyone. And I was on the train this morning. Oh, yeah. I saw this bloke leave his bag on the train. What a champ. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you didn't say anything to me about that, Chris Hutton told me. Oh, I know, yeah. Well, I came in on the... Chris had just been on, and uh, I don't live far from Chris. So I, I came in on the... Just saw him at the station. So we had a good chat on the train, and we were diverting into another station because there was a problem. Mm. And we're chatting away, and he was at the game last night. We're talking championship, we're talking Spurs. And uh, we got off the train at uh, King's Cross, and uh, I'm thinking, oh, I've got to drop something in the post office. I thought, hang on, where's my bag? <laughs> so I had to sprint back. <laughs> sprint back for the train, Chris kindly waited for me yeah, but uh, he yeah so, so he's caught so he yeah he ratted me out didn't he, he? did yeah. couldn't he wait rat, to tell me he ratted me out <laughs> Good, oh good man! Now, um, oh, yeah. just very quickly on on Spurs last night, mm. I would like to say, I mean, it's no consolation. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I have seen many over the years, many terrible Premier League sides that were destined to go down mm. come to uh, White Hart Lane, um, and I would say Norwich are quite comfortably the best bottom play side I have ever seen. Um, they, you know, they yeah. could, they they could have deserved a win. They could have easily have deserved a draw. And with better finishing, they would have got one. They play good football. Um, they just don't take enough chances and they gave balls away in in key areas. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you'd see... They were unlucky with, that, with the winning goal, weren't they? The way the ball deflected yeah. up and went straight in, in Son's path. But Maybe they, a, you, some would say a, a, unlucky there. slash naive at times in, in, in possession mm. when they're playing against teams that can punish you. But um, they had good chances. Pookie had good chances by his standards. He would have scored. A couple of things happened last night. Um, Ericsson came on again and I did say the other day I wasn't a massive fan of that. And he did get kind of. It was a kind of low level, a bit of low level booing. It wasn't that. Mm. It wasn't that uh, kind of. It didn't carry throughout the stadium. But then he actually played well. I mean, there was one moment when what looked like a bit of a fifty-fifty on the edge of the box, and you could see he thought, "Oh no, 
No, thank you. <laughs> Not while the wife's in Milan looking at apartments. Oh, no. no. <laughs> but, oh, no. <laughs> Carlo Ancelotti would say, out. no. <laughs> but um, beyond that, I thought he came on and looked. No. The sad thing yeah. was he looked, he looked like a quality player. Suddenly he was... Popping up in all he's the pockets of space. Of he's good. He's, he's part of And he made a difference. And then he, he put... I mean, the whole team had been putting in terrible misplaced balls all night. It was a pretty shunky performance, really. They got away with it. But he put one into to space, which he thought Son might run onto. And he was booed again. I thought, oh, come on, you know, you must have to see this guy. He doesn't... He really doesn't deserve this. Yeah, as I said, partly you know, the club's fault, fans, partly fans, fans are witness. I mean, when... Before David Luiz got sent off on Tuesday night, when he came out, for certain, not yeah. a lot of people, but some people, one bloke particularly, was really booing him. I was thinking, you idiot. You know, we'd never have won the Champions League without him. We won titles <laughs> under him, I think, at least two. You know, I think it's absolutely ludicrous. The guy left, you know, all right, he doesn't play for you anymore, but you don't you yeah. know, have a bit of he respect. He wasn't going to get games, was he? No, I have a bit of respect, <clears> you know. <throat> I don't like this. Just that. a quick one on I Sesson. just wanted to say something oh, about yeah, the Spurs on, game, though, yeah. because uh, it's fantastic qu- contrast between the managers last night. Yeah. Very very interesting. Uh, this Jose said, when Chelsea want to win, they can bring on Michy Batshuayi. Yeah. When Man City <clears> want to change <throat> Gabriel Jesus, they bring on Sergio Aguero. But then Daniel Farker said, I can't ask my lads for any more. We played a side able to bring on Eric Dyer, Christian Eriksen and Gedson Fernandes. Yeah. So you see the difference in the contrast. Well, it was great when Eric Dyer came on because it reminded me I really must get myself to Ikea soon. (laughs) (laughs) It reminded me. Note to self, pop down to Ikea for another Billy Bookcase. It's a shame because he's the best of Eric Dyer. He's he's an excellent player, but he looks cumbersome at the moment. Uh, Imagine a kind of slightly Mm. less mobile Matic, if you can imagine such a thing. I don't know what it is. It's just whether it's game sharpness I don't know but he, he seems to have the turning circle of an old tanker at the moment which is a great shame because at his best he's an excellent player he was, he was. Um, the handling of Sessegnon just very quickly uh, it's a very odd thing you've got a guy he's not a left back pretty clearly he's not a left back not only is he not a left back he's not a surrogate third man in a three in central defence which is the job he's being asked to do because there was a moment in the game when Lacelso looked into uh, onto the left hand side when he had the ball and Sessegnon was there and there was a big gap in behind um, uh, Aaron's so, and he wanted him to run into it we all did and he stood his ground and took the ball square now this is clearly <clears throat> excuse me this is clearly something that Jose has said to him Wait. because Aurier bombs on don't mm. you bomb on no, he never has two bombing on but, never. but his game is that he's a wing back whose game is getting forward and attacking mm. oh, people yeah, no. it's, it's crazy that he's Welcome being asked to the world to of Jose yeah indeed yeah, anyway that's the, way, that's the way it goes it's very interesting last night Steve uh, McManaman very much on his uh, Anfield perch, looking down at the rest of us, yeah. mere mortals. I mean, he had a point, though, you know, that the rest of the league... I mean, the top three, you know, yeah. are the top three, and they're, they're clearly better than anybody else. But fourth place is wide open. There's so little between the teams. I mean, you know... He, and, and the standard isn't great. There's no question about it. You have to, you have to say that. He is well, right. We're going to discuss that later It is easy to say when you're... Because if Wolves win tonight, or even if Wolves draw tonight, mm. they will go into uh, fifth place. So he did um, call uh, Matic Muk Matic at one point last night. I don't know if Ali <laughs> Ross was listening. He'd be quite excited. Muk Matic, yeah, good. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Comedian Leeds fan Rob Walt makes a welcome return. Rob, are you were just saying this? You're not the first person to have said that. Often when Joe was sitting there reading the sport, mm. we have guests in when the news and sports being read, mm. and you guys, you, you love it. You enjoyed sitting there listening to someone be 
faultless in their little report, didn't you? Well, it was faultless, wasn't it? Yeah. And when, when I'm listening at home, you just think, oh, yeah, of course they're not going to stumble over the words, but uh, it takes a lot of practice, that, to get it yeah. that bang on every time and just pausing in the right place and... We, and, we uh, haven't cracked it yet, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> Andy and I. But we have got one or two cases that we've played over the years of uh, one of our news readers f stumbling over not, their not words. quite as good. No, we've, uh, <laughs> we'll see if we can find you one. See if we can dig out an old yeah, yeah, classic newsreader clip before we go. But uh, since we last saw you, you, you've got fuller of beard and longer of hair, right. I noticed. Just yeah, yeah. like, yeah, that's right. This I like it. Well, um, actually, it's starting to go on the top a bit now. But I've got more of a more of a beard and long hair. Yeah, I did a show all about hair once, where I grew my hair and uh, grew a big beard. But um, I, I think I'm about time for about time. You're going to go back yeah. for the trim. Aren't I you, think really? so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but that was an Edinburgh show I wrote where I, I grew my hair really long and did a big beard every year. I, I do a new show about a specific theme. Okay, well, this the next mm. show is called the Time Show, That's and right. you kick off in South End at the start of next month. Yeah, and uh, you're off to Australia as well as the UK, aren't you? Yeah, very nice. Melbourne. That'd be that'd be never, a laugh. Never been. Is that the comedy yeah, festival they have there? Comedy festival. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been to a couple of gigs there in the past, and uh, they're good crowds. They're they're right up for it. So I'm sure you'll well, sure well, you enjoy yourself. Who did I go? I went actually went and saw a couple of. I was in Australia. I went and saw a couple of Aussie comics with a with a mate of mine who were very good. But obviously, it's a big. A big kind of global turnout, a lot of Brits, a lot of top names go over. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. it's kind of mad, really. When I was um, uh, starting off, I kind of had glimmers of dreams to do something, something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's like anything. When I, I'd think, oh, I'd love to do that, but now that I'm actually doing it, <laughs> I, I won't be celebrate. I haven't, you know, celebrated in the slightest. You've just got to focus. Yeah. And uh, try and do a good job. And if I get back off the plane and I've, I've had a good time and I've done the tried my best then then I'll pat myself on the back but I guess it's like preparing for sport isn't Indeed. it? Indeed. You can't really look forward to a football match. You've got to take each go, gig oh. as it comes. Exactly yeah and that, that's what they all say isn't it in the football interviews. <laughs> it is exactly the same. Don't dwell on a bad gig you have no, a bad game exactly. you've got to just get on with it and you know if yeah, you exactly. miss one chance you know that exactly. gag will work tomorrow yeah. night. Hard work breeds confidence confidence leads to success all that. That so must true. mess with your head though as a comedian or, or and you, you do kind of poetry and we'll come up to that in a moment but you know, when something lands, you're on this massive tour, so you kick off on the 1st of uh, February, and, and every night, every night in Melbourne, this gag lands, and then suddenly you get to sort of, I don't know, York, yeah. and it gets nothing. And you yeah. think, how did that happen? That must happen to you as a comedian sometimes. I know, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. I think it's what I'm finding out the, the more I do it is that it's so fluid and unpredictable, the way that there's just people's moods... And yeah. my mood on stage, and I remember I was in Edinburgh once doing it, and um, I had a, the audience was just dead. It was almost as if they just weren't there. And it, it, it was just it was. I've been to quite a few gigs in Edinburgh. Yeah, but I spoke to a few of my mates. It must have been about six or seven different comedians, and they said, "Yeah, we had exactly the same thing." It just makes you think that everyone everyone is connected in some way, and the moods. You know what it's like. It's like. The moods of a the mood of just yeah groups of people yeah, of, yeah, yeah 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 now you do as we said do you mm. do poetry we have a fine fishing show here on uh, Talksport Fisherman's yeah. Blues on Talksport to every uh, every uh, Sunday. Sunday morning at mm. six a.m. and you've got a bit of a fishing poem haven't you yeah is this right yeah it is yeah well when I was growing up my favourite sports were fishing mm. and golf I think maybe because they were 
together in the Argos catalogue. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, I just love it. I mean, I'm going back up to York and I'm going to go fishing with my dad. And so you do a lot. You still, you still, yeah, 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 yeah. I still okay. love. Still You've got to be a guest on the fishing show. Should we sort that out? Oh, that'll, that'll be fantastic. Right, okay. We'll put. I know you often listen. So if he isn't though, we will put you in touch with his producer. Do you think my dad could come on as well? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they'd love it. Yeah, that would be great. That sort of show. It's yeah. two hours. Nigel speaks to either experts or or, or anglers. It's a, it's a know, celebration yeah. of the sport. You know? yeah. So yeah, I think it, to get you on and your dad, I think that would be perfect. Well, it's so, quite hot at the moment, isn't it, with yeah. the uh, White House and Mortimer? Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Oh, no, it is. It that, is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we all love it. Fabulous. Yeah. yeah, it's great, isn't it? But yeah. um, all right, then I'll just read this quickly. This is called um, Angling Times. I am a boy fishing with his dad. Mum is cooking Sunday dinner for when we are not fishing. When fishing, you are amongst the first to realise it is raining, and the last to get indoors. <laughs> Raindrops hammer our floats until the rain begins to bite. Dad pulls keep net from water ring by ring by ring, our tubular football goal of results. Fish emerge from the bottom of the murky washing up bowl, stray forgotten spasming cutlery, a frantic slip motor of activity lifted from lake. Our court afternoon tumbles down in time with the rain, the fish a fish again. The thighs of my tracksuit bottoms wiped stiff with slime. Odd scattered scales turn me into some sort of dressed-down merboy. We drive home, listening to Chris Rea's Road to Hell, soon to bite into beef. Good stuff. Wow. Yeah, I'm very evocative. And that's this morning's Fisherman's Blues. That's how Nigel, Nigel might be reading that poem one day. But it was very evocative. I used to go as a kid. Yeah, and, it's uh, good. A lot of sort of touchstones there, really, of kind yeah. of going down to the River Lee, as I did when I was a little boy, catching sort of tiny little uh, bleak and dace and gudgeon and terrible mm. fish like that. I wasn't a chub man or a, I never got the big guys out. You didn't get the carp. I never got the carp out, sadly, no. no. <laughs> What's your biggest catch then? Well, once I caught a 12-pound leather carp, oh, only when I was little, but we used to go to this place called uh, Willow Waters in uh, Pocklington near Hull, and um, I, yeah, I remember that, remember that for uh, forever. Yeah. And I think, hopefully, if I have a little boy, I'll take him fishing, and I think, you know, my dad remembers so much of the things that I used to say to him when we'd go fishing, like... Mm. Um, uh, oh, do you think that was a big one, Dad? And he always say, "Oh, we'll never know." <laughs> and, you know he, still, he still says that to me now. You know, when we it's go a good back, bonding thing. Though, it really yeah, is so, massively yeah. good bonding. Yeah, mm. and um, just a bit of like proper quality time together, really. Mm, and there yeah. must be something very rewarding as a dad to be able to show your little boy how to tie hooks on and sure. say, "This is how you do it." And then, if if like your little lad starts to get a fish or whatever I bet it's a real buzz actually yeah absolutely, absolutely. So, talk a bit of Leeds I think oh we should talk a bit of Leeds um, you get I'm chatting to uh, someone earlier on who's a touch concern for Leeds somebody in the game mm. feels that it, it could still go pear shaped are you getting concerned I mean the same results last night with the two draws with the teams around you help Fulham and Forest but well again it's, it's my, my dad is like a religious Leeds fan and then I, I follow them through him really yeah and um, it seems every Leeds fan you talk to just has the same outlook of, no, of, of course we're not going to go up. And, and it's just it's, <laughs> it's not going to happen. That you just can't shake them into optimism or pessimism, really. Mm. I don't think any true Leeds fan is kind of saying, yeah, well, you definitely go up this time. It's just been 
battered out of them, hasn't it, by nearly making it and then somehow falling at the final hurdle. Yeah. But I, I think it'd be. I was I was actually having my um, we're on Talksport, aren't we? So I can say I was having my Sky TV fixed. Oh yeah, the other night, and mm-hmm. um, the guy was saying, "Where are you from?" And I said, oh, I'm from York. And he said, oh, well, I w- he was an Arsenal fan. Right. And he said, um, oh, yeah, you sound like all the uh, Leeds fans who were at the uh, at the stadium the other night. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he was like, they were they were a real laugh, actually. And Leeds fans, I think, in Ed- Ellen Road are just... I think it'd be good for the for the Premiership if yeah, they got yeah, right. Yeah, I think it would too. And they, they played so well against Arsenal. God, really, for the first, first half, they were fantastic. They were yeah, yeah, yeah. I it just mystifies me that they don't have another striker. Mm. Well, they're trying. Yeah, they're trying to get somebody, I mean, but you know, uh, yeah, Bamford's okay, but you can't rely on him no. for just do everything that he needs. So the show itself is just finally, Rob. Um, the time show they all have a bit of a theme. I, I take it uh, time could well be the theme in this case, or, or yeah, not yeah. as the case may be. Yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the the kind of from what from what angle? Just, I mean, thinking about what you do with the time, yeah. and what we do with our time, just um, what time does to us. And things like that, and then I'm going on tour, doing a new show, and then you know I think about what I've been doing my time, and so what I've been doing my time. Well, I've learnt to um, check that the water is running in a train toilet before putting soap on my hands and things like that, you know. <laughs> and I'm I'm writing another show about crowds called the Crowd Show right. for Edinburgh this year, mm. and with football crowds and things like that, like the best chant I've ever seen at a football crowd was when there was I think it might have been Aston Villa, when there were all the crowd was chanting. Uh, Let's pretend, let's pretend, let's pretend we scored a goal and then everyone would cheer. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. good. It's brilliant, isn't it? Because it's been such a dour game. Yeah. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good well, stuff anyway, again, catch Rob on tour. Um, the time shows they kicks off first of February in South End. Yeah. Uh, Rob Orton, A U T O N dot co dot UK. You're on Twitter as well, aren't you? Twitter, yeah. There. Can I just I just started a podcast, a daily podcast. Oh, okay, right? oh, nice if you, one. If you enjoyed that poem, yeah, it's just like three minutes a day with a bit of music, um, and it's called Rob Orton. Podcast, Rob Orton podcast, yeah. Excellent. Uh, expect a call from Nigel on Fisherman's Blues I as well. They'll get it. you on that with you and your dad. Just very quickly, we said not all of the sports news readers generally are quite as faultless uh, as uh, Joe was there. This We're going to play a little clip now uh, from back in the day. And think of all these legendary footballers that uh, are being described here. Have a listen to this. David Beckham will be officially presented an LA Galaxy player tomorrow night. He and Posh leave Britain for America this afternoon. Bex is following the footsteps of some of sports' biggest names, such as Johan Croft, Franz Birkenborker and George Best. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Do you remember what it's like being in your 20s? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe. If you do the same, then you've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. So we got a bit of time here, Andy. Is there anything you want to share with the class? Yes. Um, I've got a T20 birthday spread. Now, we've got a new tech up on today. Well yeah. to him and... Uh, I think he's from Camera, the campaign for Real Ale. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice old reference there. Yeah, yeah. I think they're still going, aren't they? Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, very much so. You'll yeah, get so me John, specific gravity John's... meter out next time I have a pint. <laughs> John's uh, just sorting it out. So, Okay, you're going to be doing that for us. In the meantime, let me tell you oh, yeah. about uh, okay. Marcus Armitage, former jockey and journalist, writing uh, the other day mm. about uh, what he thinks is that he, can't, he couldn't remember a Scouse jump jockey. Met plenty of fat jockeys, uh, Franny Norton and Martin Dwyer, etc., but he says that's all changed. Before we come on to Pelle, let me finish that. So this I've Pelle under this story. Pelle, and it's a good little story. It comes back to football. His name he is loves ja- Cheltenham. Pelle. His name is um, Jamie Neald. Um, he's uh, okay. a, a fine writer. He's an amateur. Uh, we're plans to turn conditional apparently. And uh, he was at Liverpool as a kid. He's Ooh. an Evertonian. And even when he went and trained at Liverpool, he'd wear an Everton shirt under his training kit <laughs> really? because he just couldn't bring himself to put like on the that. red without the blue. But was released by Liverpool, went to Blackburn, released uh, by Liverpool for what reason, Andy, being... Too short. Too small, that's right. <laughs> and um, it kind of, you know, given up on his football, went and played I, a bit of non-league. I never understand that in football. When you think that two out of the three greatest players, not you, Pelé, you're the greatest yeah. player of all time, yeah. but two of the other three greatest players. Diego and Lionel Messi. Five foot four. Yeah. So yeah. when you get kicked out of a club for being too small and two of the greatest of all time are too small. Tis Although, old, isn't it? you know, Messi did take a growth hormone and get himself up to about, what, 5'7", didn't he? Oh, is he 5'7"? 5'6", 5'7". Yeah, that's the old reason. about 5'6". But he went to Barcelona because they were, no, pre- I know about the they were prepared hormone, to, yeah. to uh, get him through that. I wish I'd heard about it when I was young. Yeah, it would have been good for you. Could've, <laughs> is it maybe too talk late? sport can sponsor you. <laughs> oh, By the time, so, yeah, 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 within two years, you could be 6'3". Six six it's all gone horribly wrong. I mean, Brendan Rodgers might be trying to sign you. Next time Richard Osman comes in, he'll be, you've grown, Andy. That might happen, Fantastic. Okay, the, the gaffer's outside. We'll ask him if he'll put the money up for you. Uh, anyway, yeah. um, oh, let me yes. just tell you. But then it was only yeah. a, he just said to his dad one day, oh, I quite fancy, now, I quite fancy riding. Quite fancy riding. Yeah. So that's how he became a jockey. Good luck to you, Jamie. And uh, is, sure jump, the, is he jump jockey? Uh, he is. That's right. Yeah, that's okay. uh, yeah. looking out for him. Yeah. Anyway, excellent. Well, a very happy birthday. Thanks, Pele. Is he? Got... No, he's, got, he's coming back now. Bring Pele. The return of Pele. Here he is. <laughs> so I've got to try and guess the age of this person. Yeah, yeah that's right. And okay. there's only one name. It's uh, David Tyler, the chairman of the domestic and general, domestic general, Jane J. Sainsbury. <laughs> Give me a chance. <laughs> Sorry. Is it, he's the chairman he? of J. Sainsbury between 2009 and 2019, David Tyler. And I yeah, went the to Tyler a, years, as we that's call right. them. That's right. I went to a product launch he hosted for Sainsbury's new bio yogurt. Oh, yeah. He went, and it's live. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
that's on. A, that's quite an odd way to come, isn't it? <laughs> but 2009, 2019... I think it works, really, because it's very possible they would have had a product launch. 64. <laughs> For a new biological yoghurt. 64. 69. I forgot to give you a spread. I didn't yeah, really you're too care. worried about the gag, <laughs> weren't you? Also, it's odd that a national newspaper would carry his birthday. I mean, it's quite selective, that, isn't it? Oh, Ten no, years I in charge of Sainsbury's. When I mean, it's your birthday, we'll say, you, you know... Not quite Des O'Connor, is it, really? No, not really. I mean, no. we won't be having a street party off the back of it. <laughs> OK, we'll get rid of Pele now. Yeah, Pellet can go I'll have a pint of Thixton's old peculiar. I like this. We don't always <laughs> applaud sort of uh, TV innovations, but I think this will be good. See, yeah. this TV graphics will show a kicker's chances of landing a penalty or conversion at this year's Six Nations. So part oh, of the coverage. Okay. So you'll look at the angle of difficulty mm. for a kick, mm. and you'll get an idea of what the kicker is up against. Yeah. You know, so if they've got 75% chance of putting it in or 35%. And, and do they do it within the half an hour that they. I never understand yeah. that, rugby. I don't think it's quite half an hour. Oh, it's so long. It does take Quite a long you, time. you look at Owen Farrell, he's a brilliant kicker, but you think, what are you looking at? The posts aren't moving. Yeah. There's no goalkeeper. You know where it is, you know where you are. But honestly, you look at it a hundred times. You think, I wonder what that's about. Still, he's a good kicker, so it obviously works through. Lords are to relax the pavilion dress code for the 100 next yeah. summer. Tremendous. I, I can't see any members going anywhere. Can you see fingers going to the 100? I suppose he might. They said they'll go and watch cricket, won't they? We think they're going to be a so. bit sort of. Um, Stuffy. I know, I think they'll go. If you've yeah, got a chance to go in the will. Lord's Pavilion, why wouldn't you? So, how relaxed is it? Uh, how relaxed is the dress? Is it T-shirt and shorts? <laughs> yeah, flip-flops. Yeah, I mean, no, I, it's, it's no shirt and tie. No tie. I was going to say, no shirt's a bit... <laughs> no shirt. Topless. You don't see some of those members in the old pavilion topless, <laughs> do you? Especially good. fingers. For That's not a good idea. Yeah. Talking of cricket, there's a, an article by uh, Michael Atherton this morning, and they had a picture of him and Nasser Hussain when mm. they were 19, playing for... Because oh. I think they're talking about the under-19... World yeah, Cup, which is which on at the moment. Yeah, England do rather well, aren't they? England are doing okay, but I think it's going to be quite a close one, actually. Okay, playing Australia, aren't 34. they? 34. It's about two a ball they need Australia. But okay. anyway, that's that's by the by. And uh, honestly, I was going on about NASA's receding fringe. Yeah. It's, it's just been going further and further back. But here, he looks almost like Stephen Gerrard. Look at how Have a look. His small forehead he had. Oh, originally. yeah. He's got Compared the, the, size he's got of the hair forehead, of Mikel Arteta, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That's not going to happen to Mikel Arteta, though. He's not going to have a receding fringe. <laughs> I doubt not it. Not at this I stage, anyway. And I love the way that... I'm fascinated the way papers work, because uh, Peter Crouch does a, a very popular podcast. Mm. and uh, He does, yeah. Yeah, and but, but every week the Daily Star just takes something out of the podcast, and yeah. then they make a whole story out of it. So today's one was, Peter Crouch tackled a mouse in the middle of the night while wearing nothing but a pair of rubber gloves. And then he said, he revealing tales, and he's hilarious, that Peter Crouch podcast with blah, blah, blah. And you think, shameless, really, isn't it? That's his story. You can't just take his story and make it like that's a newspaper story. <laughs> Incredible. One of Peter's anecdotes every week. Um, one, of the, one of the good people at Creative in Crystal have been in touch uh, this afternoon. Um, best penalty I've ever seen. Kevin Pressman, uh, goalkeeper, of course, mm. for Sheffield Wednesday against Wolves in the Cup, February 95. He said it was basically a goal kick as a penalty. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the full welly, <laughs> and it's still travelling uh, yes. on its way up. Well, there's just a lot, as it hits there's the lot net. to be said there, but the only danger with those is you can put them over. You know, they, they yeah, start yeah, to yeah. rise and they never stop rising. But when they're hit with that sort of. Jordan uh, Pickford's pretty decent at mm. them as well, in the same way. Yeah. He just drills them, doesn't he, really? Well, it might come down in a big tournament. You never yeah, know. That's right. Uh, yesterday in the tennis in Australia, oh, yeah. Caroline was in the Aki. She wasn't very happy because uh, she was about to win this match. It was seven. Five five four 
when her opponent, Diana Yastromenska of Ukraine, mm. suddenly called for the trainer. She said, I don't think there was anything wrong. She on was, match point? Yeah. Oh, a bit naughty, she was really, that's a trick she's done before, and I knew that was coming. She went on to win the second set anyway. Oh, a little bit naughty, isn't that it? One. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get the old trainer well, It was actually on match point. It was like, a 5-4. Sort of time out, isn't it? Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, the lines to Tanzania... <laughs> Are proving somewhat difficult. Honestly, I don't think we've ever trailed a guest more. We've hammered it. We've hammered it. Hammered we it. were so looking forward to speaking to him. Our people were just chatting to him. We had we only had, minutes ago. We had we had. Uh, I can't remember what the radio station is. A big sports radio station in Tanzania. Mm. We had lined up a guest who was going to give us chapter and verse on uh, Mbwana. Uh, Samata, the new uh, Aston Villa signing from Genk, £10 million mm. striker, likened by many to Ben Teke in his pomp, a goal machine. Mm. Uh, but um, So maybe we'll need to fill well, you in well, on I suppose some... we could have got Christophe Tureur from the Genk point of view. I'm thinking out loud, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah well, we're, still, we're still working on it. Yeah. Uh, and we said we can bring him to you, we will. But maybe there is a danger. Tell me now. all about it. Well, it's a danger if I do that and then we get him on. <laughs> so then he'll tell us all about it. But no, apparently, oh, no, it's not, said, it's don't not worry about good. it. <laughs> but, He's given up. Yeah, basically, there has got home, yeah, I think he has. I just saw him walk past <laughs> with his hat and coat on. It's like Morecambe and Wise. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, he. He's a, he's a superstar over there and much loved and kind of does a lot of uh, philanthropy. He looks after people. Oh, Him nice, and, a, and, a, and a rapper from Tanzania have, have spent money. They've built a new mosque. They've helped lots and lots of charities. Mm. They're kind of Manny Pacquiao of Tanzania, much yeah. loved. And to the point where the whole country uh, is now right behind the villa. Mm. As I said, in, in the Tanzanian parliament, uh, they were rejoicing that he had gone to the Premier League. So this is a really massive oh, deal. it's a huge there. deal. 60 yeah. million people uh, will now all be Villa fans. I don't know if anyone's got to try and get into Villa Park. What happens if they were Birmingham fans beforehand? No, Birmingham City fans. Anyone's <laughs> going to suddenly get a switch I'll on? ask Dan's, but I doubt if, <laughs> doubt if Blue's had a massive, massive presence uh, in Tanzania before. I'm going to imagine it was most of the Premier League sides... That, yeah. Uh, the, but yeah, he uh, sounds like a, a good guy. He's very popular. They, I think, we may be able to bring you uh, the way they celebrated on BBC News in Swahili. Okay. Yeah. Are we able to do? I'll look at the producer. No, we're not able to do that either. No, can't do that Just either. some of the things we're not able to do <laughs> this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, I may be reduced to playing that off of my iPad. <laughs> Go on. I, I don't care. I've got to the point now where I don't care. <laughs> so there it is. BBC News in Swahili celebrating. Listen to okay. this if you can. On a... I'd have gone with Salmon Nights myself. I think you get the idea. Yeah, you get the idea. Salmon Gold, Salmon Gold. So you're going to go, you're going with. Salmon Nights doesn't work though, does it? Because you can't just. Salmon Nights. Who's going to sing Salmon Nights, Salmon Nights? No wonder you don't write football songs for Chelsea. That's appalling. I don't write football songs for anybody. No, you cannot hold a tune. You cannot remember a tune. I do do the odd. Do you sing along, Andy? Oh, I'm a big singer. Are you really? I like a song. I don't believe. I don't understand people who don't sing or Are you one of those? Are you one of those who turns around and stands up and berates everything? Sing! No, I don't do one of those. I tell you what I do do. Get behind the don't know the lyrics. Cause you know, <laughs> I, I don't find that massively it's not surprising. surprising is it, yeah. What um what's what's your favourite song to sing at Chelsea? I like Carefree. Do yeah. you really mm. Carefree? Well, do you know what the words are? 
<laughs> How long have you been <laughs> going there? Don't make me sing it. Been I going do, there since 1957. Don't make me sing Celery? Do you sing celery? Celery, I've sung celery. Yeah. I'm okay for you. Do you sing that for us now? No, I'm not doing any of those. <laughs> okay. Because my got voice time, is says the producer. You've got time. <laughs> no, no, it's not, it's not noticed... a time issue, John. I think you're fine with the lyrics of Celery. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I noticed last night that Sean Dyche, uh, yeah. early in the match, was chatting... Has got a bit of a gravelly voice. Is that what you're going to no. say? Because I've picked up on that as well. <laughs> and uh, no one's really said much about it, have they? <laughs> no, they haven't. Just John, he, by the way. That's right. He was chatting in an amiable but animated way with fourth yeah. official Martin Atkinson. And I was thinking, I'd love a fourth official or a retired official who's been fourth official, which most yeah. of them have, to sort of do a, a compilation of some of the great things he's heard that have been said to him, like it's kind of diary. Because you're always fascinated. You think, what are they talking about? Because I try and, for example, last night, uh, Jay Rodriguez put in a, quite a heavy tackle. And uh, he, he, I think he'd done about three or four thousand. He turns to John Moss and you could clearly say to him, how many? And John Moss told him. So he'd like to give yeah. him another... You know, license to do another one. You know, so. it's it's the worst job in the world. It's a bit like the job that Mike mm. Parry had when he had to explain to Alan Brazil that Bob Monkhouse had died, because <laughs> you're constantly in that position. You know, what I think Mr. Brazil meant there, Gary, was uh, I was looking back rather than forward, because you're constantly in that saying, situation where you're having what to, John Moss meant. Yeah, there. You're having to interpret uh, what a referee's mm. done. So the referee makes some appalling decision, and the the manager goes over and sit you and says. What the hell was that? That was, and, and you have to say, well, I think what Martin was looking at there was the force <laughs> of the tackle. No, if he has to sell something that he thinks stinks. If you're a fourth official, you've got to sell to a manager a decision. Well, I, you know, I think Mike yeah. there, what Mike was getting at with that decision was, and you're thinking, I would never have done that in a million years. So as a fourth official, you're selling something that absolutely no, stinks. That is aren't true. You? It's not, it's not an easy job, isn't it? Anyway, you know all about. Uh, you've had Summer Goal. You've got a song now, Villa fans. You've got 60 million more fans. Mm. And uh, things are looking up. We never spoke to anybody from Tanzania, which is a great shame. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Oh, there we are. Yeah, we'll be trying to get back to Tanzania if we uh, can. I tell you, I've, I've lost interest now. I haven't. I are you really want to? You want to? Okay, you want to find? I don't think it's anything more to add. I think I exhausted it. <laughs> But anyway, we'll find out tomorrow. We'll also have Motti in the studio with us. And Alexi Sale, is that still on? Fantastic. Oh, tremendous. What's the name of that rapper? Is it Jay Mott? Jay Motti. Oh, okay. We found a rapper called Jay Motti. We don't know if that's Motti's Any relation? hip-hop name. Oh, he's, oh, not, he's not a rapper, he's, he's a Man United blogger. He's blog. great, isn't he, Andy? <laughs> he just does it on the hoof. Anyway, um, that's it. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.